Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The Sensemaker. Hello, I'm Tomini, and this is The Sensemaker from Tortoise. One story every day to make sense of the world. Today, after the UN climate talks in Egypt ended without much progress, what happens next and how can individuals tackle climate change? Two weeks of tense talks and it came down to this. I hear no objections, it's so decided. The UN climate talks in Sharm el-Sheikh are over. And so... If we're being honest, are the chances of limiting a global temperature rise to a level that keeps large parts of the world comfortable for people to live in? You can really hear the frustration in Alok Sharma's voice, who was president of COP26 in Glasgow. Emissions peaking before 2025, as the science tells us, is necessary. Not in this text. Clear follow-through on the phase-down of coal. Not in this text. A clear commitment to phase out all fossil fuels, not in this text. We need deep and immediate cuts in carbon dioxide emissions if we're going to avoid a catastrophic outcome for millions of people worldwide. But the talks in Egypt didn't reach an agreement on the phasing out of all fossil fuels. Perhaps that shouldn't be a surprise. The war in Ukraine has pushed energy security back into the spotlight. Hundreds of oil and gas lobbyists came to COP27 to defend their industry. Here's Bo O'Sullivan of the Sunrise Project, a global network of NGOs. Why have we seen commitments watered down at COP? Why haven't we seen the level of ambition that the whole world is telling political leaders that we need to see? The short answer is the power of the fossil fuel lobby, which, you know, which we know has turned up and has, has these institutions and these politicians in their pockets. So, what happens next? One reason to be hopeful is that the technology is shifting quickly and renewable energy is often a cheaper option. Sugantha Srivastav is a researcher in environmental economics at the Oxford Martin School. What we're already seeing is that a lot of investor groups and um, firms are organically moving away from coal, and that's simply being driven by the economics of it. We're seeing that in many parts of the world, uh, generation from coal-fired power plants is more expensive than generation from solar and wind. And even in countries like India, you're seeing this very interesting phenomenon where long-term contracts that lock in coal are being prematurely broken to accommodate new and cheaper renewable energy. The courts could also be the place where climate change is reckoned with. Last year, a Dutch court ordered Shell to increase its emissions cuts. The case could set a precedent for other companies. It's phenomenal. Uh, it's historical. Yeah. <laughs> so, so enormously clear. For the first time, we really have a major chance to reduce climate change. But ultimately, it's cooperation between governments that gives us the best chance of tackling the problem. And the fact that countries can't agree on cutting emissions means we are heading for a much hotter and more chaotic world.
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The goal of the Paris Climate Agreement, struck in 2015, was to keep warming to about one and a half degrees Celsius above pre-industrial temperatures. But the world's emissions are still rising, and we are now about 1.2 degrees Celsius hotter than pre-industrial times. Here's Helena Bennett, head of climate policy at the think tank Green Alliance. We're seeing unprecedented flooding in Pakistan, drought in Somalia, wildfires in Australia, and um, and we're starting to see the impacts of that in the UK as well. And, and from a UK point of view, um, we've had, you know, last couple of years, record rainfall, record flooding, temperatures of over 40 degrees this year, which we've never seen before. Um, and we just really are not prepared in the UK for the impacts of climate change. We don't have a kind of robust strategy for adaptation. Um, we don't have the right levels of funding and investment we need. We're already seeing a strain on our infrastructure. When politics hits a roadblock, it's tempting to think that individual action can help, but it doesn't work in isolation. If a group of people, say, cuts down on their flying and, you know, flight prices drop, it could very well be a case that another group uh, decides to fly more because they see lower prices. So really, with uh, individual action, you need that sort of wide-scale coordination. Coming together as a group helps motivate politicians to take action. From Australia to Brazil, we've seen breakthroughs for climate-conscious politics at the ballot box over the past year. A local politician's incentive to strengthen climate policy is based on their constitu- you know, constituency, who, who votes for them. And, and if they see that the size of green businesses and climate-conscious citizens is growing, then they'll have a larger incentive to push through policies that support the climate agenda. And the reason why I think that's really important is because the space between the cops is where a lot of action happens. And and that action happens at the domestic level. It happens at the local level. So we need to generate that buy-in so that by the time the next cop rolls around, we actually have uh, the the internal drivers that force countries to, to be more ambitious. Next year's COP climate talks take place in the United Arab Emirates, one of the world's biggest oil exporters we might have to look elsewhere for progress on fighting the climate crisis. Thank you for listening to The Sensemaker. This episode was written by Tortoise's climate editor, Jeevan Varsager, and mixed by Rebecca Moore. The Sensemaker. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, 
which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.